Welcome back to the Code 1098 True Crime Podcast. I have a case update for you today. In episode 21, I told you about the four University of Idaho students that were brutally murdered in an off-campus home. Zana Kernodal, Ethan Chapin, Kaylee Goncalves, and Madison Mogan. Police have said that there were no signs of forced entry. There has been speculation that the house may have had key padlocks which would have required a code to enter. It is also believed that the person responsible for the attacks came in through a sliding glass door on the second floor. We now know that it appears that Zana put up a fight when she was attacked. We also know that Kaylee's wounds were worse than any of the other victims. Kaylee's parents have told media that two of the victims' means of death do not match, but police have always stated that all four victims were stabbed. It is believed that all four victims were stabbed with the same knife, which is suspected to be a straight, fixed blade. Based on the wounds, the attacker is believed to be male. Surveillance video has surfaced showing Kaylee and Madison in the downtown area at two different locations and at the food truck, which we previously knew about. Another video police have released shows a 2011 to 2013 white Hyundai Elantra in the area around the crime scene during the same time of the attacks. That same vehicle is believed to have been spotted on a gas station camera speeding out of the nearby area around the same time. Police have stated that they are looking at additional security camera footage in an attempt to locate the vehicle anywhere else within the city. Allegedly, a sound was recorded at 3.12 a.m. on November 13th by a Moscow police officer who was responding to an incident that was unrelated to the murders but was nearby. The video shows the police stopping students that were suspected of underage drinking. In the video's background, multiple people can be seen moving fast past the police two houses away from the crime scene. People have been speculating that it sounded like a scream in the background audio of the video. Some people are saying it could just be squealing tires. If this was an actual scream from a person, wouldn't anyone else have heard it, especially the other two female roommates who were home at the time of the murders and survived the attacks? A vape shop owner from the downtown area has come forward and stated that Kaylee and Madison would always come in together, and about three weeks before the murders, the girls had told the shop manager that Kaylee had a stalker and she could never go anywhere alone because of it. The only specific clue he offered was that the girls told them it was a man. Police still continue to say they have found no evidence of a stalker. Initially, police stated there was no threat to the public. They have since walked back that statement and said the murder seemed to be targeted, but they can't rule out another attack. Approximately 10 days ago, the police issued a warning to students who were attending commencement. They urge students to travel in groups, stay in touch with friends and family, keep the phone handy, and stay vigilant. There's been a ton of speculation and theories about this case. Many retired FBI agents, law enforcement, and private investigators have commented that based on the wounds, this was a personal attack. The police claim to have some pieces of evidence and information that they are not sharing, but have also stated there are no solid leads. Unless it involves some type of ritual killer, stabbing in these types of cases usually suggests it was very personal. Kaylee's wounds were more severe and brutal than any of the other victims, which suggests she could have been the intended target of the attack. If Kaylee was the intended target, were Ethan and Zana killed first by accident? Was Madison only killed because her and Kaylee were sleeping in the same room? 
Was the attacker someone who didn't know which floor of the house each of the girls lived in and ended up going into the room where Ethan and Zana were killed? We know police received a 911 call from someone about a person being unconscious at the home, and that's when the police discovered the crime scene. But were the doors to the bedrooms locked? Why would they not just walk in to check on their friends if the door wasn't locked? And if they were locked, why did the killer lock the door on his way out? This case has baffled just about everyone. There has been no clear motive for the murders with regard to any of the victims. Police continue to utilize state and federal resources to search for leads and further the investigation. This will be our last podcast for the year. Season 2 will start January 9th. Happy holidays to everyone. Thank you for listening to Code 1098. Head over to my Patreon page to join the discussion about this case and others. Thanks for tuning in today.